This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. We are on episode 23 at the end of a long, long season. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I think we're today we're just going to chew the fat of the season, pick out some highs, some lows, um, some ups and downs, um, possibly chat about the future. Um, we've got a couple of good guests on today. So first, we welcome back Jack. Evening, yeah, how are we doing? Good. Very well. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, yeah. Good to be back. It's been a while. Did you break your leg or something? Is that right? Not quite. No, I had a bit of a minor knee surgery. Just getting on a bit. But that's pretty much my retirement. <laughs> Get yourself out here. I need some players. <laughs> I've on a team out here, so I need some players for my team. <laughs> I'm going to make the bench. <laughs> Keep it warm um, for me. We're also joined by Mark Housey. How are you? Ex-Premier League referee, QPR supporter. How yeah, are you? All good. All good, my friend. You still season's not over for me. I'm still working on the Premier League and the newspaper. So uh, season's not, it's not finished for me. What are you doing at the moment over there? Well, I just, um, I mean, obviously I live out here at the moment. Uh, when I retired, I came out here with my family and my wife and daughter. Um, and obviously I still work with the uh, the Sun newspaper um, okay. and other, other various outlets being sports with Richard Keys and people like that. So, yeah, it's still busy. I run a team out here as well. Um, How are they doing? I'm a, I'm a manager. We're not well. Not doing so well, actually. We have, we have, we have a lot of problems with the refs. And I was cautioned yesterday. <laughs> I was going to say, when you, when, what's it like being on the other side, being a manager? Uh, and... it, oh, I mean, listen, don't complain about referees in the UK because the referees out here. Too, I mean, oh dear. <laughs> anyway, oh no, no, they don't like. They don't like. They can't. They don't like our. They don't like the English. Definitely don't like the. Uh, just, just don't like the way we we play and the way we, you know, we we approach games and our tackling and, and things like that. You know, it's <laughs> every time our player goes in for a tackle, he gets cautioned. <laughs> you don't give it the old, you know, who I am, do you? No, <laughs> not right. you know who I am. <laughs> no, 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 no. They know who I am anyway. They come they up because my daughter's fluent Spanish, so she's my interpreter. They come up to me and say, "Well, I'm refereeing this game, not you." <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Well, we've got some questions to ask you during, all good the, fun. During, all good fun. during the pod, so we'll, we'll try and touch on a bit of refereeing stuff a bit later. Um, we've also got the usual suspects, Dunk, Brad, how are you both? Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm good, boys. Good to see your faces again. Brad, that air's getting out of control, mate. Um, <laughs> I know the listeners can't see it, but it is, it's, oh. it's, um, it's like noodles. What, what else is going on, mate? <laughs> Walk us through. What's going on? Oh, your missus cuts your hair, doesn't she? I said, that's, I'm not even joking. <laughs> does she? Does she? Oh. Yeah, anyway, let's talk QBR. <laughs> we'll on this subject. Right then. First things first. Um, 
Swansea, Swansea game. Um, good win in the end, wasn't it? Good performance. Um, and it's just nice to end the season with a bit of a positive, especially for Warbs and a couple of the players that are leaving. I think it was a good little send-off for a couple of them. Um, Dunk, what, 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 did you watch the game? What were your thoughts? Um, yeah, well, obviously, speaking of like players having a little send-off, like Don Ball couldn't wish for a better game, could he? I thought he was outstanding for us. He's playing centre-back, wasn't he? Yeah. Free. And like he's had a really good game, so it was nice for him to get a little bit of a send-off and actually perform well during that. Um, Obviously, Gray took his goal well. and I mean, it was on a plate for him. But I feel like like he said it was a fairly good performance. Senny was back in the team, clean sheet. He got in the team of the week. So I love that. It shows you what what we've been missing, doesn't it? I feel like... I don't think we realised how big a blow Senny was. Even when like people like so, Marshall, Westwood were having good games or fairly good games, they're just nowhere near Senny's level. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see Senny back. My um, my my best friend Freddie Barber was the one that got him to QPR. He was a goalkeeping coach. He was at Bowen Wanderers and now he's at Crew Alexander. So um, we coach. I coach Senny as well with Fred. We used to come to the pro soccer camps with us. So because uh, I used to be a goalkeeper yeah. in my old day, and uh, yeah, he's a good he's a good lad. When you say you got him there, what does that what, what does that mean? Does well, that mean? well, well, Fred, Fred, you know, found him in Switzerland. But you know, obviously, he comes yeah. from, obviously he comes from Switzerland, and he used to come over to the pro camp that Fred used to run in um, in, in in Stoke, and uh, Fred just sort of coached him there and, and, and recognised his talent and um, asked around with you know got uh, a few uh, agents involved and, and got him to got him got, got him got him where he is now. So. Um, you know, he's done, he's, you know, Frank Freddie Barber for getting him to, you know, producing, coaching him and producing what we've got now. So, um, we haven't, we did miss him, to be fair. He's just, it, talking on the air, I know we spoke about it sort of at the start of last season, but it, his development is just amazing. It's just it's amazing to think that we had him sat there, for, I don't know where, you know, for, for years, didn't we? And, and he was, just, he's been around for quite a few years. Yeah, he? he has, yeah. I mean, we, we, I mean, we, got, we used to go out before the, the pandemic, we used to go out every year to Switzerland and, and coach the, the goalkeeper. We used to have about, 25, 30 keepers. We went out there for five days and solid goalkeeping training for five days. And there's some, there's some great talent across there. Um, and obviously Fred, Fred saw that and um, obviously came over here and, and trained with the pros. You know the pro week in Stoke. We used to, we used to, Fred used to run and um, it, you know he's, I think Senny's not looked back. Let's just hope he, um, he's not one of the assets that that goes and you know. Next season, hopefully, no one comes in for him. Well, it's, well, yeah. Hopefully, I mean, you know, I mean, why are we letting the likes of um, Don Bull go? Why, why, why? You know, the young player. Why are we letting him go? You know, mm. another one. It'd be nice, to Sam McCullum, get him snapped up. You know, with, you know, I mean, I, th- I think what Warb's done superbly well with with what he's got, and you know, he's had hardly any money to to, to spend, and. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be difficult next season. We've got to get in a, a, a top manager to to wheel and deal over the summer. The big there's a big chunk of the squad. We mentioned it last week. A big chunk of the squad leaving. Really, when you think about the loans, the players that are leaving on a free, and also there's going to be a couple of players going, isn't there? That yeah. the new manager won't want that's already there. So it's going to be a big overall, Jack. What, it, what, it is. What it's, I mean, it's, it's disappointing because when you look at, you know, we used to be behind Chelsea as one of the top clubs in West London, but now we're, we're, we're miles behind Brentford, we're miles behind Fulham, and it and it hurts. You know, it, it hurts. You know, can't see us getting above. I can't see us getting back unless we, you know, start investing in 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 uh, young players, young talent, and spending a bit of money and bringing people to the club. Otherwise, we're going to go nowhere. Yeah, you kind of feel like we're, we're the West London side getting left out, or London side. Absolutely. Uh, you, know, you know, when I used when I when I when I come on, you know, started refereeing as a referee in the football league. You know, I was going to Brentford who were in the old League Two and and Fulham who were in the old you know League League well, League Two as well. You know, when I well I started refereeing in in football league, and I used to go to Brentford and Fulham regularly. Um, but now they just they've just gone above us, and it's. Yeah, it hurts to, to to see every time we play Fulham, we get we get we get tanked, don't we? We get beat. You know, Brentford as well. Every time we went to Brentford, oh, when they the come Brentford in, Brentford, yeah. we got beat. It's it's just not it's not. I mean, the QPR fans must be feeling it. I know because my uncle's a season ticket holder. I remember my first ever game at you know going Loftus. My uncle lived in Loftus Road. We used to come out of his house, and the next next door was Loftus Road. Out of his, <laughs> out of his house in, into the ground at five to three. <laughs> That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? No, it was great. We used to come back out and, and straight into his house, have a sandwich and a cup of tea. 
and wait for the wait for the newspaper to come round and in, on a Saturday night, you know, reading the old uh, used to come round. I used to remember the old man coming round saying Standard Evening News. Used to get the papers and read the football reports on the game. So, <laughs> but that, back a few years. That goes to obviously, like I said last on the last pod we've done is we've just got to get this right, you know. And the fans, if if the board don't get this right, the manager doesn't get the new manager comes in doesn't get this right, then. They're going to lose some of the fans, you know, not lose them in touch, lose them support, but they'll just lose the morale the fans have got because, you know, Wolves, I didn't think Wolves did terrible results, you know, say different, but it's one of them, isn't it? We have to get this I think it was, I think it was that spell, wasn't it? Was it the start, end of February, start of March, where we went so many games? You know, we lost, just lost, kept losing one after the other, after and, and especially, I mean, if you look, I mean, I know you're going to talk about season reflections, but I mean, losing to Peterborough three times and losing to Barnsley, it's just, it was, oh, I just, you know, I think that was a, I think that was a nail in the coffin, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Losing to those teams. And I think, I think, I think we went third. Did we go third once? We were, we yeah. were third. I'm yeah. sure we were third. And then all of a sudden we just plummeted right down the league, didn't we? Plummeted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the conspiracy theorists like it's just after the transfer window ended and then the form just tailed off and you just you know what what worst performing team in the championship by you know oh, by distance and it's, a good, just, what it's a good job it's a good job we had that run because otherwise we'd have been battling relegation mm. do, do you know what i mean so but listen i think you know of all the injuries and everything that was going on and no money i thought he, he did do a terrific job and um it'd be interesting to see why or i don't know i haven't seen any reasons to say why he's decided to you know, to 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 leave. Um, I've not seen nothing. So, well, I mean, if I mean, it's rumours, isn't it? But it's to do. There was a little conflict in the club, isn't there, between sort of the board level and, and Warbs about the way forward. I think it's always difficult because you've got the pressure element. So Warbs is, you know, the pressure to do well and not play the youth. Whereas you've got Chris Ramsey and Les there trying to sort of try and instigate using the youth that is mm. there. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure Warbs was. Was sold on the quality of the youth players. Um, well, just, which on, is- just on the youth, you know, like I was just talking before the pod. Actually, we, you know, QPR un- in, in terms of minutes given to under twenty one players, second fewest this this season, and the fewest the season before. So clearly, Warburton didn't fancy anyone in the youth teams. And it, as you say, in that sort of article that came out, it, it kind of just said it said as much. He didn't think there was a quality there. Yeah. And he's not played him. And then that you, you look at the subs bench against Swansea on the final day. He's named two goalkeepers, five subs, and you know no youth team players to fill the bench or anything. You, is that a statement? With, yeah, you is that won. A statement is that like there must have been a few youngsters who could have just give some experience even on the bench. Maybe not bring it on, but that's all part of the experience, isn't it? The match day and stuff like that. Mm. Well, yeah. I think once we were safe and we weren't going into the playoffs, you could have perhaps use some of that young talent if 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 he if he believes then that the the, the, the the young players are not good enough then there's something wrong with the with the setup isn't it his background was youth development so you, yeah you've got to trust that yeah, absolutely I mean it's like you look at um Barbet is he going back to France or are, you know are we gonna we're gonna you know, sort of exercise the option that the option he's got on his contract, or what? What? what what's happening there? Well, I think I think Barbe's a mad one because I was thinking about this today. The budget we have, and I don't think you will find name me a better defender and more consistent defender out there for the price tag he is. I don't think you'll get a better one. Well, if he was available at another club and he was available, we'd be going for him. That's the problem, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's kind of a bit like the Warbs argument, a little bit. If, if Warbs mm. was available and he hadn't been at QPR, is it? You know someone similar we'd be looking to go for him wouldn't we it's kind of like that isn't it I can only think it's because he hasn't scored a direct free kick yet <laughs> God, well, I wonder, how would he try have you got that Jack 17 we talk about, about youngsters what about Sinclair Armstrong yeah, yeah. he looks a talent yeah. doesn't he you see his what, goal the other, the other week for when, you know he cuts in he puts in the top corner I mean it's a quality strike whatever level mm. it's, you know yeah and you know the comments coming out physically, they say he's, he looked ready. It's just you know, even that though, just put, game time. just put him on the bench. I just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, start. Why not start him? Yeah. If he's got the physicality, that's half the battle, isn't it? Really, because yeah. you only learn the rest by playing at a higher level, don't you? You know the intelligence and the, the, you only learn that. Like the, if he's got the yeah. physicality and the ability, that's something that yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's. I mean, I think you know Jimmy Dunn's played out of his skin this year, hasn't he? Um, Fantastic. Position. And I, I think Stefan Johansson has not been as good as we thought it would be. Um, it's not been hundred percent as he nah. underperformed. One, one player I wanted to just bring up on. I know we talked about him again on, on a few other pods, but Andre Gray. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'd be play, I've, for the life of me, can't understand why he hasn't played more games. Um, I mean, is Jack it, well, I don't know. Is it something to do with his wages or if he plays so know. many games? I don't know. Um, but his wages yeah. are going to be astronomical now at Watford. But you know, perhaps we need to have a look at that and see if we can try and persuade him to come and sign for us. But he's got to take a, a drop in wage, you know. It's a funny odd one, isn't it? Because you, you yeah. look at the all-round game and you don't know if there's enough there to spend the big money on him. But then his goal return is fantastic. Like, mm. it's only Mitrovic among the championship strikers of a better minutes per goal than great. Right. Yeah. You know, all season, and, is it? All season. All season? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, nine away goals, you know, for QPR this season. It's most since Furlong in 2004. Yeah. So he's well, had a good season. Scored some vital goals. But as, he just hasn't played enough, as you say, Mark. Yeah. Which is just, I just, I can never really figure it out because we're sometimes we're dying to stretch teams, try to get in behind them. A little in his chair tries and does it, but he's 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 quick over 10 yards, isn't he? Or, or with the ball, but once you go past 10 yards, I mean, he gets caught up quite quickly, doesn't he? He's never going to, you know, break the lines too often. Um, but yeah, I want to see, like to have seen him play a lot more. But that's another one, isn't it? When it comes to strikers, if, if there's no better strikers out there when we're, when we're looking, then we should really be keeping great. And, and, yeah. and let, we'll pay what we won't pay what he wants, but we'll Char- Charlie Austin. Where's he going? Mm. Well, he's, he's staying in the championship, according to him. So, unless he's got someone else lined up, I don't know who, but um, but I reckon some other clubs will snap him up, won't they? They'll be thinking what everyone else thinks is that he's good for a goal. But why are we letting him go? Why are we, why, you know, yeah, but you can argue, you can also argue that he, ne- he never really had the, the right balls in the box. Mm. He doesn't suit the way we play, does he? No, really? he never had the right service. So, but under a new manager, you don't know. He might might be might get that service. Mm. I, but look, he's he's leaving a hero, isn't he? I think we could, you know, every QPR fan could appreciate what he's done for the club and um, the goals he scored. And he probably had a massive influence off the pitch. Think about last year and what he did last year. A lot of that is because of him, I'd imagine. You know, him you watch him. He'll go, he'll go and he'll go and join another championship club and score goals against us next season. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened yeah <laughs> yeah it's a shame to and, and obviously you've got Lyndon Dykes there again haven't you up front who he's another one they're not playing the right sort of service to though isn't he he's an, you see him for Scotland and they're putting balls in the box from the that's left right, yeah. and you just think the Reading game st- sticks out when we're on 4-0 he's getting crosses in the box and he's getting on yeah. the end of it and you just think yeah. that's how you play with Lyndon Dykes yeah, get a ball in the box. He's he's better when he's just instinctive. If you give him any kind of time, <laughs> he tends not to do, to pick the right choice, does he? So the only way to alleviate that is to get it in the box and just let him knock things on, or do you know what I mean? Grab yeah, it. He's a confidence player, anyway, though, Dykes. Like you say, instinctive. When the confidence is there, he's got some fantastic finishes in in him. But yeah, you you you, you know, the two of the three strikers didn't really suit the system, and that's I think been a big problem this year. Yeah, on, on on the youth players, is there any that we think we think we could really put into the squad next season? I saw Duke McKenna scored a really good goal as well. Was it? Is I, it I was okay. Is it? Is, is yeah. it? Is you? Yeah. yeah I was going to say Duke McKenna. I think I obviously seen him in the cup a few times this season before he went out on loan, and like he always gave like a hundred percent. Like he was putting himself about, and he looked tidy on the ball. I was a bit surprised we let him go out on loan, but then at the same time we had at that time, a wealth of central midfielders and he wasn't necessarily going to get many minutes. But, so but you, I think I think the proof's in the pudding, really, isn't it? If, if there was any youth players there that were ready... Wolves, they'd have played him. Wolves yeah. would have played him. Wolves mm. would have put him on the bench. Need to get Mark Bertram on. Let us know what's going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just think on that, you know, I just don't think there's any youth players there that they think they're ready. Otherwise, they would have put him in, surely. Yeah, but like I said on um, last week's episode... Like, we wouldn't have played Murphy and Mahoney, would we, at all? He got thrown in because we had no other options, and he did all right. So what's to say another youth player wouldn't do exactly the same? Yeah, like, I mean... You've, they've got to give players a chance to have, a, like, a run at a game in the, at this yeah, level. We've missed that chance. We've missed that chance. Yeah. Because you, you can't you can't do that at the start of next season. You can't. No, you just no, cannot no. do it. You just but cannot do it. We've, we've missed that chance. We've missed that chance. 
We've got, you've got Master Sword in Calman as well at Gillingham. You've got relegated. The fans said they did okay. Okay. I don't I bet they weren't. They didn't do, you know, yeah. amazing. They didn't do poorly, but there are another two that you'll think will be in and around. Have we got a lad at Torquay? Duke McKenna. That's the Duke McKenna, McKenna yeah. 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 So yeah. I watched him yeah, on watched him on uh, Saturday in the Torquay Chesterfield game. Is it Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, he scored, yeah. Quite a good yeah, goal. Yeah, he scored a, scored a good goal, yeah. Yeah. See, they're the sort of players that, yeah, you, yeah, you let them out on loan, but then you, you know, pull them, I don't know if it was a season-long loan or how long, but they're the sort of players that need to be given an opportunity in the last few games of the season to see what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, um, I guess he was fighting for his job, wasn't he, Warbs? That's the thing, though, isn't it? It's the pressure that comes with the, yeah. the job and QPR yeah. and where we were. It, 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 yeah, I, th- I think we were. I think we were punching above our weight. I have to say, if we're if we're perfectly honest, where we were third in the table, we were punching above our weight, weren't we? With what you know, they've done considerably well, remarkably well with, with the squad we had, and to be you know to be third in in February in 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 the, in the league. I think it was February time, and then we obviously we hit that that. Terrible run of form, terrible run of form where we just couldn't buy a win, could we? Yeah, it's just like an accumulation of lots of different factors, you feel, don't you? That kind of just yeah. one big yeah. melting pot and we just couldn't turn it around. You know, people point to, point to injuries. Some people say, well, actually, those people you're talking about got injured, weren't playing well before. But I think it's just you take Willock out of, you know, oh. the, the Willock equivalent of Huddersfield. How would they get on? You know, are they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Willock has been outstanding, hasn't he? You know, Chris Willock, special. He's come on as well, play developed quite nicely under the you know yeah. Warburton and, and Co. But uh, no, I think he's one of the assets, isn't he? We've got a evil. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, that could be that could be a worry because if Wolves goes anywhere else, he could be saying, "I want Chris Willock on any form. Get me Chris Willock." I don't think I can't, he's going to go I can't see Wolves going to a Prem club. No, I don't think no, anybody else can afford him. Can you see him? Well, can you see him going to another Championship club? I can. Oh. Yeah, I yeah I can. Is it Birmingham or? You know, they're going to be looking for a manager. I don't know why I could see him at someone like a Birmingham. <laughs> I don't know why. I think Charlton are after him as well, aren't they? Charlton, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's correct. But he's going to be in demand. He's, his reputation's not been damaged at all at QPR. You know, it's no, not, not at all. If you look at it really, with what we got, he's, you know, he's, he's done remarkably well. And another, just talking about Willett there, though, if if this is what I'm reading is true about Usage going to Watford, well, Watford are coming down next season, so he could want Willett. Yeah, you wouldn't he be surprised if you just picked out a couple of QPR players, like a Jimmy Dunn, for example, that might yeah, not yeah. Well, If Usic does go to Watford, because they are going down, he, he, and he knows QPR players very well, he could say, I want Willock, I want Dunn. You know, there's nothing stopping him going in for him. Would you just not be a good option for us? Or do you think, because it's part of the same regime, you need a fresh change from the board's point of view? Yeah, I think so. I think the board, like you say, we, we, Wolves has left us in a better position than what he took over, which is great. Mm. And what's interesting is the board say that I've said in their statements that they want us, you know, they they need someone to come in now to take us on. So to do that, we need someone to be able to do that. This is why I find it really odd that we're going after players like the Newport County manager. I don't I, I don't understand no. how he can no. take us to that next level. You know, no. even the Liam Manning looks a talent manager, but what would he bring that a, a Warburton couldn't? I guess that's where I need I need to understand. Yeah. About anyone else? Well, I don't understand why he's. I'd like, I'd like to know the real reasons why he's going. That's you know, there's, there's nothing come out to say why he's why he's going. He's not said anything. Has he's not any interviews or Les has not come out and said anything. I'll, come out of the wash. Reading that article, it said there was a relationship difficulties weren't there between him and Les. Oh, I don't right. know how much of that's true. It goes back to the youth, doesn't it? And it goes back to, I guess, from QPR's perspective, what, what, you know, we buy a lot of 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, don't we? 22-year-olds and try and polish them up. And tr- Is that the way that we're going to go? Or, or are we going to go with this youth, you know, new training ground youth? Like, well, I think we just need to decide what it is that we're going to do. Like, right. We seem to be a bit limbo. Yeah, well, I, I don't think you can you can chuck the youth in so early. Otherwise, no. we'll, be, we'll be in trouble. You've got to get experienced players that know the championship. That's what we've got to do. And he's got to be given a budget. We've got need we need money. If we're going to compete with the top teams, you yeah, you, know, you look at the, the teams coming down, Norwich, Watford, could be Leeds, could be anybody, couldn't it? I mean, you don't get those parachute payments they get of what 90 million or whatever it is, 70, 90 million. So they've got they've got the money there to 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 get the players in and pay the players the wages to get them back up. And we yeah, you know, we we just can't compete with them. 
And so, yeah, we've got to get, we've got, to, he's got to be given money. The new manager's got to be given money and a, and a budget to bring in some, some, some quality players. Otherwise, we're going to struggle next season and we're going to battle relegation if but we think, don't. But I think to get that budget in our situation, it is, you, you do have to sell someone this summer, possibly. Not, not, I don't think we'll get like Eze figures for anyone, but you no. think we might have to sell one player, you know, like a Willock or a Chair. Or you, can't, you can't, yeah, you can't. I suppose I don't know. Even, don't even want to, but, you know. we, we need to keep those players. Though we can't afford to let those players go. No. If you're looking to push, if you're looking to push to get promotion or get up into those playoffs, you cannot let your, your top players go. You just can't. But you another can't. thing is though, championship is a tough league, and I know budget is a massive thing in football. I get it. I understand that. Former Fulham, but you've got Luton in the playoffs. Luton in the championship. They're in the playoffs. They haven't got a massive budget, so it's doable. You know, and that team we've got there, that, you know, a fit team there. Obviously, we've got a few losses now, but there's no reason why we can't get out there. We've got Huddersfield as well. Their budget's pretty, pretty, pretty small, isn't it? Um, Blackburn's are not massive either. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, it's just these clubs that come down. It's so difficult to compete with them. It's ridiculous. You look at the Fulham and the Bournemouth. What, what was their squad like? Two hundred million dunk or something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah. And, you just can't compete with that, can you? No. And they're getting more money as well than us every season for three seasons as well, on top of that. Well, if Leeds come down team. as well, Jesus. It's... Oh, the budget they'll have as well. Yeah. <laughs> but we've, got, we've, got, we've got to keep the player. We've got to keep those good players. We just cannot let them go. We just cannot sell them. And Les has got to, you know, pull his finger out and, 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 and get, some, get, get some decent, some good players in that's going to have us challenging for playoff or even... You know, if we do challenge to go up, we still need a lot of money to stay. You know, if you get that, like you look at Fulham, Bournemouth, um, whoever goes up with them, you know, they, they have to spend. If they don't spend, look at Norwich. Norwich, they're like, like the yo-yo club, aren't they? Norwich, West Brom. Norwich will go up and same, you know, they go up and come back down again. They go up and down, up and down because they don't spend the money. So I think they're quite happy with being being a yo-yo club. But do you not think that comes from when we was when we did go up and, and we did spend all that money? You know we, I mean? Yeah, but we I mean we had managers there, you know, spending money like there was no tomorrow, wasn't there? Like Mark when Mark Hughes was there, oh, you know, he, was, he was bringing some of the, you know. But we spent money then and it didn't work. No, but 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 we spent money on players that were coming to the end of their careers. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the yeah. problem. We yeah. spent money on players that were finishing their careers. Yeah. It's yeah. all about spending that money wisely, isn't it? You can't yeah. just throw it at any old name who's been in the no. Premier League for no. like eight, eight, nine years because no. they're over the hill. They're looking for a payday. You need yeah. to kind of get the right balance of a youngster or a youngish middle-aged kind of player to come in. But I mean, I, I realistically, I think for us, the Premier League's at least three or four years away. As a realistic time. Oh, scale. absolutely. We've been saying that for years, though. Doug. Every you know, we've been yeah, saying that for like weeks. Said, like, it's three years ago. We're nowhere near the parachute three. payment. So, are you? If you look at the team most likely to go up from the playoffs, it's probably going to be Sheffield United, and they're still getting parachute payments. Well, that'll be all three teams that have gone up will get in parachute payments. You just can't yeah. compete. Is it's it? impossible. No, you can't. That goes on for two, three years, doesn't it? Is it two? Yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah, two, yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. Personally, I think the Premier League should stop those parachute payments. Yeah, they should stop it, and it gives us it gives us all it gives everybody else a fighting chance. You know, we've. I mean, like, it's back to Mark's point around spending money. We've we've got to give it. For me, we can't just keep accepting mediocre, you know, mediocrity and being able to figure that we 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 are around a sixteenth budget. As long as we're around there, we'll be all right. But eventually, well, we won't be. One well, season, but, we won't be, and we'll fall down. No. Like it's got to be. At some point, we've got to roll the dice, and I guess I don't know. I thought it would have been in January, if I'm honest. I thought that was but, a perfect opportunity to do it. Well, this side of Christmas just proved the point that we are not good enough. No, yeah, we're nowhere near good enough to make those playoff places. So, you know, that's the alarm bells. Sort it out. Sort it out, board. Sort it out. Give the new manager some money, and let's get some. Let's get our team back where we belong. Yeah, they've really got to nail this managerial appointment, haven't they? You know, they've got yes. to get it done. Oh, so, yeah. you've got to get it I mean, right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Warbs has come out with a reputation not tarnished in any way shape or form has he and the board of are under a lot of stress to get this one right more than ever i think and if they don't get it right yeah it's some questions are going to be asked yeah. i wonder whether that's where they're clearing the deck i wonder austin not completely clearing it so whoever comes in 
yeah. has literally got a bit mm. of money, a bit of you know, some big earners off the off the wage. The key core players that we talked about, you keep those and then add to it with the high earners gone. Yeah. Warbs men have gone as well, haven't they? Ball, Barbe, well potentially, but you know, Wallace, Wallace, Wallace yeah. you know, you know, these are real key Warbs men, weren't they? Maybe even Austin as well. I don't know, but maybe he was a big advocate for Warbs as well. And I think a big question for me is over on Barbe is is why do they leave it till the end of the season to, to let them know if they're going to have a new contract or not? I know they, they, these are footballers. I know their mums and dad, you know, their dads at home, their families at home. Why why do they get told last minute if we are going to keep Barbie? Why are we leaving him so late? Because well, yeah, if you think, be if, we, if we'd made the playoffs though, yeah, and we'd got promoted somehow, would we just necessarily say we're going to definitely keep Barbe, or would we try and bring someone else in who's got it's, Premier League quality? That's the problem, isn't it? That's the gamble. Do you then give all these players contracts thinking we won't go up, but then but, somehow we do, and we've got 34-year-old Lee Wallace at left-back and we need a new left-back because he's nowhere near good enough to be in the Prem? But we knew he wasn't going up a while ago. Yeah, we yeah. Knew I knew. Well, I yeah, but mathematically it wasn't, though, was it? I could have told you we weren't going up at the start of the season. <laughs> but I think you can't tell these players early, though, doesn't it? You can't tell uh, these players, some of these players early because they'll just stop playing. They, they won't give 100%, will they? they you know, if you go to... a Six of these players. Oh, by the way, we're probably not going to renew your contract two months ago. What are you going to get out of them for the last two months? Oh, a lesser performance. Imagine you, like, you will naturally. You will right. naturally. Imagine you're at your own job, and they, your boss says to you, "Ah, oh, you know what? We've got a contract in six months. You're off though because we don't need you after that." You're going to think, "Well, why should I bother working my ass off no. for six but months?" You can I'll do the you. I'll do the minimum. I'm still well, getting paid. Not the minimum, but it will be in your head, won't it? You know, <laughs> exactly. You can tell that Barbet is not that sort of person. He'll give you his all as he has yeah. done. Yeah. He's a sort of person that will get, even if you give him a contract, he didn't give him a contract, he'd be like, I want to play for this club. He, he loves the club. You can see how much it means to him, the club. And, yeah. you know, if he does go, it talks like he's going to France. But I just think if we are, if we do keep him, why are we leaving him so late? I don't agree with that. You know, when they say that they've like, they're opening, you know, discussions now and you think, is it going to be an actual offer? Is it just going to be like a token jet? Here's a reduced yeah. wage. And then he yeah. turns down well, and the club should have, been, should, yeah. should have been done before the season finished. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to keep him, most definitely. No, I agree. If you're yeah. going to keep someone, definitely. But if you're not really planning on it, it's, I don't know. I don't he's not like. old either. He's 28. Like, he's, no. Uh, he's I don't get what like, no? Prime age for a centre-back as well, isn't he, really? Yeah, I, I just I just hope that Wolves' decision was it was a massive shock, but just hope it don't come back to bite us on the backside. Wow. So. Yeah, he could be go somewhere quick and, and go and get Barbe in. Mark, I've just thought of a really good question for you. Actually, it's just <laughs> popped into my head, right? And it's around the refereeing in the championship, right? It's one thing that bugs me every other week, right? They're just I don't know. They're, I'm sure everyone on this call will agree, or I'm sure you will as well. The standard just feels. So poor. I think so many mistakes. I mean, I, I, th- I think, yeah, I think you can look at that. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. All through the leagues, um, I, I think in the last, well, I think in the last, well, since I've, I sort of, I think since that, I think since Mike Riley took charge of the PGMO, I think the standard of officiating has just gone down in the last eight years. I really do. I remember watching watching us against Sunderland and, and the assistant flagged our, our goal offside and uh, you know I had to rewind it, watch it, rewind it, watch it, rewind it. How's he how's he given that offside? You know, when we played was it Sunderland? Yeah, but Sunderland. We yeah. Oh. I mean how, was it Charlie Austin? He flagged Charlie, Charlie Austin, Austin off, yeah. 
I mean, how on earth? It was never offside. He never ever was offside. And he was in line, wasn't he? He was, yeah, he was in yeah. line. He was <laughs> never ever offside. But I, I think the standard has 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 fallen quite considerably. Um, and I think that's down to, you know, the, I mean, I always say good coaches turn average players into good players, good players into excellent players. That's no different with, with refereeing coaches. And the, the problem we've got is we haven't got the, the quality in, in the coaching system to, to bring referees through the ranks and, 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 and maintain their performance at the top level. Mark, I've seen a, I read an article, I don't know how much of this is true, I wanted to ask you. Are you good friends with Ian Holloway? Yeah, we've messaged and uh, yeah, we we've yeah, um, I've, re- I've refereed his I've refereed his teams over the years and yeah, uh, so I read it says here I've read I read that it says Mark is a really good friend of mine. He used to be a Q- he used to be a QPR fan. He's so honest that he told his bosses that he never wanted to referee QPR again. I wished he had done because I needed some help when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I, actually I, I was I, I ran the line there. Um, I mean, obviously, all my family from East Acton, Shepherd's Bush, that's where my family are from, East Acton. Um, and as I say, I've grown up being a QPR fan, and my uncle was, was the first ever professional game I went to see was at Loftus Road. And um, so it was, you know, coming, obviously, being a player, I played non league football many years as a goalkeeper and then turned to refereeing, God knows why. Um, but lucky for me, it turned out all right. I was never, ever wanting to be a referee. And I'd done a couple of lines there in the Premier League. I got promoted pretty quickly. Went through the system. Um, do you remember the game we played? Um, we were fighting for our lives. Uh, QPR, Man United, and the referee played nine minutes extra time. Eric Cantona, wasn't it? Cantona. Yeah, yeah, Cantona. Yeah. And I was, I was at the end where he come and put the scored. Yeah, like, I wanted to put my flag up for offside. I thought <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was going. It was Robbie. I forget, I forget the name of the referee from um, the northeast. Robbie, Robbie, come, it come to me. Uh, it come to me. But I'm going. Where's he found nine minutes? Where on earth he found nine minutes from? <laughs> well, you were on the line, were you? Were you on I was the line on the line. Yeah, I was on the line. Yeah, wow. I was assistant. Yeah. yeah, I was on the line that game. And I remember walking off the pitch. We come off the summer abuse. And I'm thinking, boy, lads, I'm a kidding you man. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, uh, but I remember, I remember that. I mean, it took us ages. We had to have a police escort out of the grounds. Jesus, they wanted to, they wanted to, I mean, roast, I mean, the referee. Oh, I you're allowed to run the line then on the team that you support. I guess you're not allowed well, to Well, yeah, it, back, back in those days, it wasn't as strict. Do you know, do you know what I mean? And um, I think once we got to, you know, 2000 and 2001, we've become professional. That's when it's sort of, um, you know, you sort of had to say, although I live in Wedding Garden City, I was still quite some way from, I used to travel up, you know, and watch QPR from from, from Wedding Garden on the train. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't so quite, so it wasn't until we become professional, then it started getting more and more stricter. But even though I was a QPR fan, even when I crossed that white line, you know, that was it. I was, I was refereeing two teams because I, I refereed them against Portsmouth and, and uh, and uh, Loftus Road, a QPR won one nil that day. Then I refereed him against Huddersfield in the FA Cup, FA Cup third round, and QPR got beat one nil that day. So, uh, but then after that, I thought that you know that that's it. It's um it's time to sort because it started getting pretty serious then with you know with media and interest in and what what teams referees supported. So that's when I sort of declared me interest to save any. Um, but to say as a referee, you never question the referee's integrity. Once you've crossed that white line, you're refereeing two football teams, irrespective yeah. if you're you know you support a team or not. So is that, is that one of the questions they like you you have to uh, like they ask you what football team do you support when you become yeah you have to yeah like, you know, it, yeah you you, do, you know you, you you have to declare that and. And, and, and rightly so, and, and rightly so, yeah, rightly so. Mark, I've got a bit of a two-part question for you. Um, so, who was the worst manager you dealt with, and who was the, like the hardest player to officiate, like on the pitch? Oh, well, I mean, I got, an, I got, an, I, I mean, to be honest, with you, I, I always got on with all the all the managers, all the players. Yeah, you'd have you'd have your moments with 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 managers. Um, you'd have your moments with players because the players get to know you, you get to know the players because you're refereeing the same teams and the same players, most probably week week in, week out, month in, month out, you know, so because being in the Premier League, you're always refereeing those teams all the time. Uh, you have a referee yeah. and all your full officials, you see them all the time. And, uh, you know, I made some good friends as well. You don't mean to say we can't make friends because, you know, 15 years in the Premier League, I'm, you know, 
get to know the guys at yeah. the same the same kit man and the same faces in the back you know work in the back rooms so i think um i mean one of the i mean one of them uh, i mean neil warnock was the was the one i, I mean listen i always got on well with neil i mean listen there were, we had we had our moments we had our moments me and me, me and neil and we ended up working together on bt sport and we uh-huh. become the best of friends so uh and we you know we still speak occasionally now but I always remember referee, referee in these teams. I, I remember him one day coming to he knocked on my door. Referee Sheffield, it was Sheffield United, and um, he knocked on the door and uh, he, bang bang. He went, Mark. He opened the door. Mark, it's Neil. I said, Neil, I don't want to speak to you. Go away. <laughs> Go away. And he, and he said, Mark, I just want to come in and tell you what a good game I thought you had. I went, I'll oh, come in, Neil. Here you go. Come on, Neil. Have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> but then there was another, there was another time I refereed. Um, he was manager at Leeds, Leeds uh, Millwall Leeds. I refereed them games a few times. Thought they were tough games, and uh, it was it was at the New Den. It was a Sky game, and I uh, sent one of his players off for an elbow, and I and he, he thought I should have given him a penalty. And after the game, it's when I just come back from illness, battling cancer, and he come onto the field. The players come out, great game, Mark. Really enjoyed it, no problem. And he come running on the pitch. Get away! Don't shake his hand. Get away! Get away! He was effing and jeffing at me. If, I, if, there, if there was a time I wanted to smack a manager, it was then. <laughs> it was then. I tell you, it's, yeah, because obviously you, you got to control yourselves. But because I did what I'd, what I'd gone through and I battled cancer, and he come on and told his players not to shake my hands, and I was absolutely fuming. And there was, I was walking into the into the dressing room. There's this great big guy at Mill who stands in front of the referee's dressing room. And I just said to him, "If Neil Warnock tries to come into my dressing room, don't let him in. I don't want him in." He went, "Don't worry about that, Mark. I'll make sure that won't happen." <laughs> <laughs> and then, with that, I was furious. So I got straight onto the FA. I got him a two thousand pound fine. <laughs> and you became friends so, after. When, when, when we worked at BT together, he said to me. Um, he said, Mark, what was that? Why did what was that two thousand pound fine about? When and I, and I told him why. And he said, Why don't you let me in the dressing your dressing room? And I told him why. And then we had a laugh and a joke. But we, yeah, we got on really, really well together. We used to do the BT show on a Monday night. He, he, off the pitch, he's a he's a fabulous guy, and he wears his art on the sleeve. And um, I think to be, I, I, we got on well. We always got on well. We always used to. You know, say a few things to each other, but we we shook hands and, and walked away and had, had a drink afterwards after the game. But I think the, I think the games. I mean, it was great when he was when he was our manager. It was brilliant. It was because when he was our manager, I thought, great, we won't have to referee his teams anymore. <laughs> no, I've got. But, I've got, but, he, but, but as I say, he, 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 I mean, he's a legend, isn't he? And the, yeah, the game, yeah. the game will be will be lost. We saw, you know, the game was sorely missing, and the game is it's a loss not having Neil Warnock involved shouting at referees on, on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. I always remember sending him off as well when he was at because um, when they come up into the Premier League, I refereed the two the team in the Championship, both uh, Sheffield United and Leeds, and then uh, sorry, Sheffield United and and um, Reading, and then the following season I had him at, uh, at Reading and. Uh, um, Keith, uh, I remember second half. Keith Gillespie came on, um, uh, throwing throw the, the game ain't restarted, and he was already he already elbowed Stephen up before we'd even stop restarting the game. So, so um, Keith Gillespie was on for two seconds, and I sent him off, give him a red card. And I ended up sending Wally, ended up sending Wally Downs off and uh, Neil Warnock to the stands. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I've got Mark. I've got. Six quick fire questions for you. So just so fa- favorite team when refereeing. Favorite team. Oh, I, I, listen, well, I, I didn't have a didn't, no favorite teams. I just no. as I say, I, I I when I refereed whatever league I refereed in, I, you know it, yeah. the league referees in you know game teams in League One, League Two just deserve just the best referees as the Premier League does. And there's you know there's more there's 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 life outside the Premier League. There's yeah. life outside the Premier League. A saint player who never gave you any issues. A player never give you any issues. Oh, um, who never give me any issues? Um, oh, just trying to think of his name now. Played, he was captain at Ipswich Town. Played started at Charlton. Oh, um, Matty Holland. Matt, Matt Holland. Matty Holland. Matty Holland. Great, great, great player to referee. Yeah. Absolute gentleman, gentleman, gentleman I- of the game. 
my next question obviously is mo- most moaning manager, but I think we've covered that. Well, they, listen, <laughs> they all they all they all they all moan. All the is managers it, moan when it, things go against them. And, and the player that always used to get in your ear was Craig Bellamy. Oh, geez, <laughs> Craig Bellamy. Oh my <laughs> word! Have you, have you ever had a manager who's never never moaned? They always just always you know what I mean? Never, just fine. Never moaned. Um. I've always, there's always been a, I get on well with a lot of managers. I speak to, I do speak to certain managers still. Um, but listen, as I, as I said before, managers will always have a go. Don't matter how well you get on with them because they're passion. You know, there's passion for the game. And that's the problem we have with, with referees today. They don't, they don't understand the, the frustrations of players and managers and they don't show enough empathy for the game when needed. Um, so I think that's that's a learning thing for 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 young referees coming through. That you know, just because I try, I trained at Bolton Wanderers for many many years. Full time, when we come full time, I trained there, and um, players are just the same on the training pitch as they are on the football pitch. And it was good get to get to know that you know how, you know their, how they vent their frustrations and and things like that, and um, and their passion for the game even in training. So um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I think that. I got on well with all managers, and they're they listen. If things go against them on that on that given day, day and that game, then they will say something to you. And then my last one is best match you've ever refereed that stands out to you. The, well, the, my best match that I've ever refereed, the one there's just one that stands out for me. Um, listen, I've refereed many, 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 many games over my career, many top derbies, top games, international, abroad, all over, all over the world, and. Um, there's one game that stands out for me when, um, when I when I was diagnosed with my my cancer, I was I was told I'd never re- ever ever referee again, never ever referee again, and obviously coming back through the reserve section of the football league and the actual football league, and then back into the Premier League, and my first game back in the Premier League was um, uh, Wigan Blackpool, and uh, the reception I got was was unbelievable. But before that, I'd done a pre-season friendly at Goodison Park, Everton versus um, Everton Chile, and there was about thirty thousand at that game. And the evasion I got from from that football club and the way they looked after me and my family was was fantastic. And and it and, and it is the people's club. They care about people. Everton Football Club is a wonderful, wonderful football club. Because they invited me to do that friendly, so it was it was a great it was a great. Look, my daughter was dressed up as a toffee girlfriend. Toffee's in the crowd; she loved it. <laughs> nice touch. Nice, nice. I think we could um, ask you questions all evening, Mark. Um, but let's. I think we're going to try and get back to QPR and what's happened. And um, I've got some quick. I've got some questions around the season. I thought, what what what. The first one I ask is the most memorable moment of the season. It doesn't have to be good, bad. It could be anything. Uh, I think I think for me um, it was great seeing us beat Everton in the yeah, yeah. A, that was, I mean that was great on, on on penalties that was that was brilliant it was a great game shame we went out I mean the Sunderland in the next round I couldn't believe that um, I think it was Sunderland <laughs> next round wasn't it yeah. Uh, yeah but I think I think for me as well you know, the four 0 home home game against Reading I thought yeah we we just absolute I mean that's one of the best, best and I know they were struggling at the time but we played some great football. Fantastic football in that game, and uh, I think the four 0 win uh, with them, and obviously the way we beat Everton as well was was great. So yeah, obviously climbing up to third in the table was 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 brilliant. Uh, and, I, and I think if if you look at if you if you I, I suppose if you look at you know we, we, while we're criticising our performance in the in the last stages, you know in, in in February, March, and April, I think if you look at a lot of the games where we conceded very very late goals. Very late goals, and if we hadn't switched off in those games, we, who knows? We may have just sneaked into the playoffs. But I think, yeah. I think that for memorable, I think for me is um, that those 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 two games. While we've you know we've had some great home games and some great home wins, and but I think beating Everton in in, in the League Cup and then that that four 0 defeat, and obviously going up, you know seeing them away at, at Derby, we're watching the game there, going down one 0 early on, and then coming back and. And winning, winning two one, and honestly, the away win at Swansea was great last game of the season. So um, it's just hope that we can, you know, pick ourselves up and get a get a, get a good manager, and let's get these 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 players that we've got now that we're talking to, get them, let's get them back on, get them signed, and for next season because without them, we we could be um, 
Yeah, yeah like someone said to me. Someone said to me like at the start of the season, a friend of mine's big QPR fans. What, what, what's your expectations for this season? And I said, for me, stay outside the bottom three. That was my, you know, uh, for me, if we if we just stayed outside the bottom three and, and, and done well mid table, I think that 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 would have been a good season for us, a very good season. And and that's and that's where we are. And we, I think if you look at it, and if you look at the uh, the money that. Mark's had, he's had no money to spend, no money to spend. And it's just like loan players and, and, and players that we've already, we've already got. So I think on, on the whole, I don't think we, as, as, as fans, we can complain with our league position. Yeah. Uh, you took mine there. I, I had, um, I had the grey one on my list. Jack, what did you have? Um, I had the Charlie Austin late winner against West Brom oh, yeah. at home. Uh, that uh, went down as well. Bench, yeah. He scored, and you know, Barbe got thrown into the, the yeah, advertising audience, yeah. and he had the you know the bandage and all that. But you know, the Austin winner. I thought that was that night. I thought, oh, you know, I think we could do this. We could get playoffs here. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I tell you <laughs> what, what about you, or Brad? What do you reckon? Well, I would have gone Coventry away just because of the day out, and it, it was brilliant. But <laughs> I, have, I have got a memorable thing this season that happened. One of the family members I took to football with me, LG Road. Fell down the stairs, and it was, <laughs> was whole at home. And, and we had he been drinking? Yeah, we was a bit drunk. And anyway, <laughs> I spent the rest. I spent the whole game watching it in the medical room, and it's lovely. Cup of tea. <laughs> it was lovely in there, but they wouldn't release him because I was too intoxicated, apparently. But that'd be a memory. Look, look, looks like you're still old. You're here like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dunk, what do you think, mate? Most memorable? Um, so I had um, the Derby away game with the grey, yeah. like, worldie, and also the West Brom home game. Like, I was there, the atmosphere after Charlie's um, winner, uh, was, like, Loftus Road was just rocking. And like Jack said, I really felt then that we that was the momentum that was going to push us on and hopefully secure that playoff place. But obviously... I had, um, I had but, Peterborough down as well. Not as a good memorable, but just a memorable moment was the Peterborough at home. You know, the second half. You're joking, aren't you? No, only only as a moment that I remember. You're having a giraffe. Not a good moment. I meant a moment that just seemed to, like... I turned that gate. I turned that off. Well, exactly. believe it. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Bloody remote controller TV. Yeah. That's just, for me, that was just Mm. where it seemed to completely fall apart um, for me. But anyway, I wrote that down anyway. not that. You you look at the downs. Barnsley, away. Peterborough yeah. away twice, FA Cup and league. There's Cardiff at home. We, oh, God, yeah. And then we yeah. lost, didn't we? Um, what about over overperformer of the season then, Jack? Who do you have for that? I put Luke Amos. Because I, I thought that coming off the back of, you know, back of two ACL injuries, he's getting integrated into the team. We're not sure what sort of player we're left with. I thought he did really well. He's popped up some really key goals, won quite a few points with his goals. It was just nice to see one of you know a player that we're supposed to be developing actually get in the team because there was people that got brought in in front of him, and when he played, I thought he overperformed. He got goals we didn't expect him to get. So yeah, go Amos. He's the one who we need to develop. Like the next development, you know, you had share, didn't you? Easy, but he could be like that next one that we just needs needs to take that next step up. Um, good one though, mate. Brad, what about you, mate? So I had a bit. I had a 50-50, to be honest. With that haircut. <laughs> With Field and Dunn. But I've yes. gone for Jimmy yeah. Dunn. Yeah. Ditto. Ditto. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Dunn. I think, well, he's got to be proud of the season. He? he was rock solid and has become a real leader in his short time at the, at the Ars. Um, so I'm on with you, Jimmy Dunn. That, that, that's what I put in my little notes. I said, hopefully one day it'd be good to see him as skipper. No, I think yeah. you've got it in him. Oh, well, we, we agree on one thing, yeah. eh, pal? Doug, did you have Dunn as well? Did you say I had Jimmy Dunn as one of them? I also had Chrissy Willock. I know, like, because for me, we know there was a player there, but the step up he's made this season compared to last season is absolutely massive, isn't it? And he was outstanding for us for the up until he got injured, Chrissy Willock. And I feel like I wasn't expecting him to reach the levels he did this season, so I've done him for overperformer. I thought someone was going to say George Thomas. I don't know if anyone was going to say him. Jack, did you get any stats on him, mate? Any, any on his impact? 
Well, he's yet to score in 30-odd games, isn't he? But he's got a couple... The backside assist was his probably <laughs> memorable moment, wasn't oh, it? I can't even take that. Me and Doug had an argument about that, about I said he had no assists, and he and he clung on to that. I mean, you know, he, I think it counts. Yeah, Amos, didn't he, against Blackpool? That was quite a good little crossing. He's, he's one of those... He's a trier, but I get Connor Washington vibes from him. Like, he, he works Seriously. hard, mm. he get, you know, gets in good positions, doesn't quite finish it. But I still think there's a player in there. I, I do. I've got molding up hope on him, but... You would have thought he, he had opportunities this season to maybe, you know, get a few goals and he didn't. So can the next yep. manager get a bit more out of him? What about underperformer? I think we all may well have the same person what? here. Um, um, I'm going Brad- Johansson. I don't want to say yeah. it because I feel a bit harsh, but it's got to be, in it? It's got to be. Who, Who said Hansen. that? Johansson. Brad. <laughs> Did so. <laughs> And it is, it is water in here, not wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you expect more from your captain, don't you? I don't, I don't yeah. know what I just, you thought. Um, yeah, I, yeah, had, I had a list for underperformers, and Steph was on it, but I also had um, Rob Dickey. Oh. Going, going from player of the year the season before, being rock solid. He had a brilliant August, but for me... I don't feel like he ever he got anywhere near what he did last year for us this season. I was expecting him to really push on and be one of the best centre-backs in the league this year, and it, it hasn't happened. Whether that's just... I feel, there's a thing going around about players being really, really good during lockdown with no fans, and I feel Dickie was one of those. I felt like maybe sometimes the atmospheres and grounds played a part in him. Uh, well, we were there, obviously, Bournemouth away when he had that slip. At the start of the season, and after that, that's where it went wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's where it went wrong. Yeah. And I feel it was that yeah. almost that confidence that you're like the, the, the fans got on his back a little bit after that. And so, yeah, for me, under a former, I thought yeah. was on there. It's a good point because, you know, like perhaps players freeze under that under atmosphere. It's like referees. I mean, when there was no one there, there was no pressure, but now, you know, the pressure with all the crowd back, and you know, Loftus Road is rocking, isn't it? It, it rocks like there's no other. Ground in in the in the championship that rocks like it does at Loftus Road. It's so it's so close. It used to be. I remember you used to refereeing at West Ham. You had that chicken run down there. You know, it was so yeah. close. And you you dang you dang go over near the chicken run because you know you get all the pies thrown at you. Or you get those <laughs> are so at you. So I used to go nowhere near it and left it to my sisters to sort all the troubles out over there. <laughs> but no, it's it's great. To, it was great that you know we've come out of this pandemic and all the crowds are back and. Everybody's enjoying the football and the game. It's just, it's just fabulous to see that you know the, the, the grounds are full up all, all the way around. And I think there's more there's more people or more more spectators watch the championship what there is in in uh, Syria in in Italy. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's what Serie A is. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it? about that. So we got signing of the season, Jack. Any- um, well, it's probably, we've mentioned him a few times, but Jimmy Dunn, for me, I think, son of the yeah. season, free transfer. Yeah. He came in, his, his interview was like, what's the target? And he was like, promotion. And I just thought, oh, I love that. I love the attitude. I love yeah. that you're confident. And I think but, if you come in with confidence, I think you've got a good chance of hitting the ground running. And he took his chance when he got in the team after Device got another one of his injuries. And I just thought he grew into that middle position at the back, big, you know, imposing in the air. We missed that sort of, He's, he's fairly mobile, but he's quite mobile. You know, an imposing defender that can get about. And I thought his, you know, get on his work on the ball improved as the season went on. And I think we've got mm. a player on our hands. And as you you guys have both mentioned, you know, I think there's a potential skipper in there as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah. An Irish international. If he can, he's already made one squad. He didn't get on, but I think he's he's nailed on. He'll start playing for them soon as well. So Jimmy mm. Dunn for me. Good business. Any other yeah. different player? Anyone got anyone else? I think Chris Chris Willock as well. You know, he's special, isn't he? You know, um, he, he's got everything. He's got the ability. He's got he can score goals. He can he can open defenses up. He can play that ball that you know that kill, that killer pass. His position, his movement, his reading of the game, his anticipation of play. Yeah, you know. So just like I say, it's Jimmy Jimmy's as Jimmy as well. If we, if we have if we have eleven Jimmys in in the team, we'll. we'll we won't go far wrong. What about um, match of the season? I, I've got down. I've got Luton at home down. That's what I've got down. I, don't, I, I was there. 
And I thought, and I just, the fans, it was just a real cracking atmosphere. And it was on, it was like Friday night. Under the, we were real rocking then as well. Um, yeah, that's the one. That was my favourite. Any others? Um, um, well, I mean, it's a bit difficult for me to see games from here, but uh, yeah. <laughs> come over and fight. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think if you're looking from afar, I think, although we lost, but Peterborough, the FA Cup side where we took 4,000 fans away, the mm. atmosphere um, must have been electrifying. 4,000 fans in uh, at Peterborough travelling up the A1 to go and watch, going to support their team. Unfortunately, you know, we, we lost 2 1, but you know, 4,000 fans, take 4,000 fans to a, you know, a way to an FA Cup tie is, is, is fantastic. We were there on the home game and I've got to say, it is the worst away end I have ever seen in my life. It, it, Doug, we went, didn't we? It was, it, yeah. the toilets were in the ground. <laughs> I, 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 think, like it. I think you're forgetting we went to Luton away. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Peterborough's worse. <laughs> I think Peterborough was worse, you know. <laughs> like it was awful. Luton's bad, there. Luton's <laughs> oh my god! Mm. You literally think you're going to someone's house, don't you? It's mad. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, Jack, me, any favourite match of the season? Um, I think again, we've touched upon it already, but the you see with the Everton or Reading home games for me, they were they were my favourite games of the season by by distance. I was going to say Luton. I remember the Luton game at home. I felt like they were on top and we kind of scored yeah. like two, only two shots on target and we scored. So it wasn't like a snatch and grab, but like Luton were a bit unlucky that night, I thought as well. But still a good win against like a team that, you know, we've got a bit of history. Yeah. But no, I think I think Reading complete performance, Everton for the atmosphere and knocking out, you know, a Premier League side was, was special with Loftus Road. So yeah. Oh, well, Coventry away was was good. Well, Reading, Reading away as well. That was good. Oh, ready yeah, to some good ones there. Some good <laughs> ones. Um, what about lowest moment of the season then, Jack? Any any thoughts on that? Well, I had that run of when I was able to get back to the ground after the the surgery. I, I, some of the run of games it was like Peterborough, Cardiff at home, and it was just like I kept seeing them after going ahead. It was like oh, it's definitely me. I, I cursed them. <laughs> no, I thought um, I think the Cardiff was it Cardiff when Warburton was trying to make some subs and he was getting booed and it was like the whole crowd like reacting because he was taking off Jimmy Dunn and it was a mistake on the board and it, you know they had to reverse yeah. that. I thought that was a bit of a watershed moment. I thought oh, the fans turned on him a bit and then yeah. So see, but it's Peter. You can't lose to Peter three times in a season. Yeah. Like, but hey, hang on, and Barnsley. Oh, and Bottom. They have a bogey team for us, Barnsley. We always lose to Barnsley, always. So, yeah, I'd say Peterborough. I'll go Peterborough. We forgot to mention in a good, you know, uh, one of the best games, Millwall. It was when we were all allowed back in. Yeah. Oh, first game of the season, first yeah. First game of the season, we all forgot to mention that. That was a blind... Nil-nil, wasn't it? Nil-nil. No. Oh, that was one one all. One all. One all. Oh, yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob yeah, Dickey scored a yeah, screamer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that, well, Jed Wallace scored, didn't he, down the loft end? Down the yeah. loft, yeah. Goal, and then yeah. Dick runs out from the back. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a hot day, wasn't it? And there was ticket yeah. issues. There were yeah. no ticket issues. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was the scanning the stuff on it, like. Yeah, yeah. Get in. Yeah. Um, All right. I, what I want is, I just want a yes or no, right, from everyone about Warb's decision. Do you think that right now? Do you think it was the right decision to move him on? Yes or no, Dunk. Just a yes or no? I think. <laughs> yes. Brad? Uh, I'm sitting on the fence. I can't. I'm going to say... Stop getting splinters. I'm going to say yes until... No, until I find out the manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to prove this. Should I go now? Mark, what do you think? You want to stay on the fence? What are you swaying to? You must be swaying one way. Listen, he's done a terrific job. Um, I, I, I think, I think, had he not gone on that losing streak through February, March, and obviously April, I think he would still be in a job. Yeah. But he wasn't given the sufficient funds to strengthen the team, so you can't, you can't, you can't blame, you can't blame Warbs, you can't blame him, and. You got to look at the, the people above him. Um, so I'm a bit, little bit disappointed that he's that he is going. But obviously they felt it's a change. We have got to move on. So let's let's look to next season and um, see if we let's can. move on. Jack, what do you think, mate? Yes, well, look, we haven't really spoke to you too much. Well, I think you know I can see both sides of it. If it's a yeah. 
simple yes yes or no answer i am currently i think it's the wrong decision right now where we are with the short turnaround of next season yeah. Yeah. a lot of players in flux i just think it's a bit messy it's a bit of a messy yeah. end of season so i've at, right, right now i feel like gut saying no but i do see why they would get rid of him. Right. i can i can see that but give him that chance to start the new season may give him the funds to bring in the players that we need See, give him the funds and see see where we land in September, October, November. I think if, if the rumours are true that there was that that disagreement or unrest between the board and the manager, I'm not too sure. The board will always stay, won't they? So you just can't keep that going into next mm. season, really, regardless of whether he's done a good job or not. You just, I don't, I'm not sure you can keep that. I think it will rear its head again later on down yeah. the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Okay, lads, we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll leave it there. Thanks for everyone coming on. Mark, Jack, come on again next season, please. And um, really? yep. yeah, let's hope we get the right man in the summer and um, we'll go again next season. Mark, Mark, it's... I hope to see you with this haircut next next time. <laughs> You're joking, mate. Mine's going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, have a great evening. Take care, guys. All the best. See you later, guys. See you later. Right, yours. Go on, you Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylet's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.